Welcome to the B-Sides and Beers podcast. Sides and Beers, episode 36. Tonight we're digging into Led Zeppelin's 1976 live album, Song Remains the Same. What's going on? Not much, man. Not much. How's it going oh, with you? Just fucking rocking out some beers, got the kids to bed, and yeah. It's time to Down in the bomb shelter. Time to laugh, time to have some fun <laughs> and some giggles and... <laughs> what do you have a name for the the bomb shelter? Is it like the lab? It's or like it, it doesn't uh, it doesn't have a label yet, but there will be. Oh, yeah, <laughs> there's some contenders. Uh, well, initially, initially, previous plans before I moved here, I, I, I've always wanted like a shred shed, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is this is more of a, this is more of a bunker, so that doesn't really work so well. But uh, um, right. yeah, I'll figure something out. I, I always go back to Black Label Society with Zach Wild and his. Uh, uh, the Black Catacombs or the Black Vatican or. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. That's awesome. Yeah. I like that. And you need oh, a badass yeah. sign on the front to that. Yeah. Where you walk in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Is there an estimated uh, uh, time of uh, or date or of arrival as far as the bunker shed? shredded no uh, initially my plan Bunker was shred. Uh, initially my plan was to to have it done by the end of september but uh stepping up with different homeowner issues and now we got to get some new windows and everything kind of piles up so that money sort of shifts over to other things so i'm i'm hoping and praying it's going to be like january yeah. 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 That's good. Guard darn it, man. I got, um, we're doing new windows in September. It's expensive, man. Holy guacamole. Yeah. It's, it's, Holy it's bonkers because our last house, a couple years yeah. back, uh, we went through, I think it was, home, yeah, we went through Home Depot and we got some sort of a deal. And even with that deal, it was like 12 grand to do all our windows. Now it's costing me $2,300 each window. And that's not even the big windows. Dude, dude, you gotta right. tell the story about the the guy with the window. On your oh front yeah, all <laughs> you gotta tell that story. <laughs> Sounds like an awesome story. Let yeah. me crack a beer for this. Yeah, you gotta tell him that story, <laughs> and everybody else. Yeah, so we we the last house probably four years ago, we decided to get some new windows because we would been doing a bunch of upgrading in the house anyway, and and they were drafty as hell and and just not not working for us. So we do a little bit of searching around and we find some deals through Home Depot and with Home Depot initially I think these things have changed now but previously they would subcontract to their installers like individual tradesmen so we had these guys come out and they did some measurements and then we ordered all the windows three probably three or four months later they come back and they're starting to install windows and some of them are mismeasured uh, two of them, two of them got, uh, f fell out and smashed on the ground outside. And these are all custom windows. So like, this is after they've all left. No, this is during install. This is during install. So, so they get a couple windows in and then they get to, to the bedroom, the master bedroom window. And out of nowhere, I hear a, 
F and smash out on the front driveway <laughs> and it's just shattered glass everywhere. So yeah, uh, we had to deal with that for quite some time, cleaned up all the mess, had to re reorder some other windows, had to have them reinstalled, wait. Uh, the, the master bedroom one, it, it we started off everything in uh, beginning of summer, the whole process of ordering, and then they started putting it in in September, and it wasn't till probably December till they were done with oh, with fuck. our bedroom window. So you know we've got everything plastic and and you know blocked off, and it's it's cold and it's loud and it's <laughs> it's crackos. Yeah, it's like so crackos. Yeah, so so <laughs> never again. And uh, f Home Depot. So it's funny because there's a Home Depot box right behind you, right by your head. So I was I like, know. man, Google, Google knows, man. Google Google place it, it there. It knows. <laughs> there is no box behind me. Ah, there. <laughs> it just got it just got uh, CG added in the background. Yeah, maybe only oh, I can see it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Well, let I mean, like what you just described is exactly what we've gone through, minus the the dudes putting in the wrong windows. Right. But like we started in, oh shit, I want to say May. Wow. And it was like the guy came in and measured them up, and then like. I was like, can we get this done like third week of August? Yeah, no problem. And then they come to do the second measure or whatever, and then the story changes. And then, so we'll see. We'll see. Too much. Yeah. I have yet to hear a good window installer story. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. It was awesome. They don't exist. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm looking forward to like, having like not a cold breeze blow at me when I walk past the it's window. It's so bad, dude. Yeah. I hated that. Every damn window was drafty. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, uh, I won't be dealing with that again. And I'm going with hopefully a better company. So we'll see. Right yeah, on. Yeah. What are we drinking? Who wants to start? Yeah. I'll jump in there since I uh, segued it. I'm uh, I'm all over the Whistler Brewing Company today, folks. I'm uh, drinking the Mountaineer Pilsner uh, right there. Nice. Which is uh, a 5%. Um, right on. And pretty basic, but tasty. And the other one I got is a uh, Whistler Brewing Company Trail Forks Hazy Trail Pale Ale. I got oh yeah so yeah and that is a five percent as well so uh but i got a uh, a pack like um there's something else there was a grapefruit one in that pack um it's just like a tester pack kind of a thing yeah yeah, yeah. and I, yeah, there was one more i can't remember what else was in there but uh no it's good so the the mountaineer pilsner is is really good though so mountain whistler cool cool sweet man mm-hmm Uh, I'll I'll go. Uh, I'm working on um, uh, Raised by Wolves IPA by Driftwood. I'm starting to get into IPAs again. I don't know what's going on, but and then um, three caught my eye today. I went in with like auto in my arm, and I'm just like <laughs> buying beer like the biggest piece of white trash. I don't care. <laughs> Here, son, hold this. 
<laughs> no, I man, at least you week. brought him in. You didn't leave him in the car. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, fuck never. But like, <laughs> pretty, pretty near, pretty close. Like last week, uh, I get to like the shopping whatever center and like I pull him out of the car seat and he doesn't have any fucking pants oh. on. <laughs> I forgot to put pants oh. on. So it's just like his little top and like diaper, no pants, no shoes, nothing. <laughs> I just walk into the liquor store. <laughs> yep. <laughs> what time was it? <laughs> it was like 1030. In the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> I, it was like a Saturday. I don't know, probably three or four. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right, man. Um, okay, so I got a overcast hazy IPA from Ace Brewing. I think this is a new one, but never seen it before. So I picked it up. And then a Tropicae. Tropicae? You guys see yeah. that? Tropicae IPA from Four Winds. Four Winds is usually pretty good. They're out of Delta BC. Um, yeah. I'm assuming this is going to be like a pineapple-y kind of tasting IP. I'm not sure. Nice. And then um, I've been also like on the cream ales lately. I've been really digging cream ales and I found Brickyard Beach. It's a red cream ale. Oh. It actually says a red cream ale in small font. In the and where's that out of? Middle there. These guys are out of, I'm going to say Vancouver just because the... The very minimalistic looking label. Oh, what? Oh, Comox Road, Nanaimo. Oh, okay. So they're out of Nanaimo. There you go. Right cool. on. Yeah, sorry. Uh, White Sales Brewing Limited. Yeah, it's it's weird with uh, with those cream ales. There's not a lot of not a lot of choices for it. You know, you've, no. you've got your your main like two or three brands that do it or uh, breweries that do it, but. You don't see a lot of craft companies or craft beer uh, breweries doing it. Not really. And you know what? I find cream ales to be really light, mm-hmm. really tasty, and super refreshing. And I think when everyone thinks of a cream ale, they think of like Kilkenny yep. and like frothy, creamy, whatever, Irish type. Yeah. But yeah, um, there's a couple breweries around that are doing some really nice, super light cream ales, which are really, really tasty. Very cool. The Sleeman one is good. Like I've always liked the Sleeman yeah. ale. Like that one's been pretty solid for like a big right. box beer company. They're yeah, yeah, they're good. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Mike, what you got? Well, I am trying my very first offering from Russell Brewing Co. Yeah. They are out of oh, yeah. Surrey, BC. Uh, this is sort of on my path of. I've tried almost everything that I can find in town and now I'm just going through the crazy weird stuff I've never heard of, never seen before. It's almost like an eeny, meeny, miny, mo. you know, close your eyes and just grab something, right? That's fun. Yeah, yeah. So this one, uh, so Russell Brewing Co., it is a lemon raspberry rattler and I've never really been a huge fan of rattlers, but I'm trying this one. It's a light, it's a 3.5. it's very light. It's it's actually good. It's it's super raspberry e I guess if you're into that. Uh, the other one I've got, I'm going back with Parallel 49 tonight, with the Filthy Dirty IPA. It's a 7.2 percent, and 
also about, what was it, about a week ago, uh, I had mentioned to you guys that I had found one of my first, well, my first negative review on any sort of beer offering. And I wasn't sure if I should bring yes. it up on the show, but I thought, oh, what the fuck? So for the... You bought another one just to no, give a negative review? No, dude. No, 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 oh. no. no. <laughs> I was like, you're a fucking badass. No, Registering my disgust throughout the world. I've, I've already... I, <laughs> well, I bought, I bought two cans of it at the time, and they were the tall boys. And I, yeah, I popped into the first one, and the first two swigs were god awful. And I don't know what was going on. I thought maybe it was an issue with the one can. The second can I opened up, it was the same thing. Now this goes back to sours and how I've had. I've always had issues getting into sours and 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 trying those out. And I found a few that have been amazing in this past year. And for the longest time, I've been. You know, blowing the uh, what's the toe in the flag or whatever for for Parallel Forty Nine, and everything they've put out, I've enjoyed, and everything's been great. So recently, they've put out this. It's a watermelon sour, and oh. I don't, I don't get it. Like it, it, it smelt and tastes like hints of vomit, and <laughs> I couldn't explain it. <laughs> I I can. It's watermelon. Is when do you ever get a sour watermelon? I don't know. I'm new. I'm new to this, and every other sour that I've had, uh, you know, previous to the to the start of this podcast, I've I haven't been able to finish. I haven't enjoyed. It's just been, I don't know. It didn't do anything for me. And then recently, I found a few that were kick ass. And then, uh, you know, I, I jump aboard on this, and I I don't know. I can't do it. So. Do you sell the can for for that Steve Kitchen art or is no? The can no, gone? the the can's okay. gone, but it's it's I got like it a it's got like a Roman uh, a Roman warrior kind of a deal. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. I yeah I know which one you're yeah, talking. Yeah. Great about. picture. Love the art on it. And that was the the first thing that well the first thing that always catches my eye with anything new from Parallel Forty Nine. It's uh you know Steve's art is is always unreal and it. You know, it sells the product, but, uh, you know, he did his part, but I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Maybe it's just my taste buds. <laughs> Watermelon Warrior? Yeah. Yeah. Great can. Yeah. Yeah. So I... Uh, well, I mean, you can't like them all, right? I mean... Well, th- this there, there's a fine line, though, because most of the time, it's been a long time since I've had something that I completely disliked. But did you finish I it? I finished both cans. <laughs> <laughs> I thought maybe it'll get better. Maybe maybe it'll get better, and then it just never got better. So, um, well, there yeah. you go. You, gave it, it with you a... gave it a good try. Oh, that's the thing. I I, I don't want to. I yeah. don't want to shit talk yeah. on it, but it did nothing for me, and it it had back hints of vomit and front hints of vomit, and yeah, it was it was yeah. I don't know. So Fair it's constructive enough. criticism. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So and I and Peach Bod Parallel Forty Nine was one of like the best ones of the summer. So good. For me. I I loved it. Like it's yeah. So, so kind of both sides of the spectrum there. But yeah. Well, everything else. I mean, I I always you know once twice a month I'll buy one of their their mixed eight packs and everything's great and I always enjoy it. And then you go with these these limited runs and some of them are great well all of them that i've tried so far have been great except for this one so i got a question yeah. for you 
How long after your second shot did you try this beer? Um, it had nothing to do with that because my okay. I, I didn't have any issues with taste buds or smell or anything weird. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was uh, nothing. So Okay, okay. I don't know what it was, but my taste buds were messed huh. up. Like it was it was only about a day after. Yep. But Weird. my taste buds were messed up. Wow. Who knows? Maybe it was like something else. But. Well, I, you know, it's it's kind of part of it. From stories that I've heard, it's you know, with the loss of smell or the weird smell and the the weird taste buds or loss of taste, and you know, it uh, the the whole COVID thing kind of messes with that. So maybe there's something to do with the the vax or. But it's good. It was just a short term thing. So. There you yeah. go. Yeah. I'm buying it when I see it. I want to try it. Give it a go. Get, <laughs> only get the one though, and I want your report. Yeah, I'll give you my honest opinion on it. I'm not. I won't. You know. Won't Call me up and tell and me. Say I'm, it was the tell me I'm thing fucking crazy. Yeah, yeah, I won't tell you that, but I'll give you my honest go on it for sure. <laughs> I probably won't drink two cans, but I'll buy one. Okay, you'll do one. Yeah. I do one. I do, do one. one. The song remains the same. I'll tell you what, boys. Tell you what. Tell you what. Well, I'll tell you something. It's it was meant to be because when I went to the liquor store, no word of a lie, the guy who was taking my money was wearing a Led Zeppelin song remains the same t-shirt. Oh fuck. Signs from above. And I was gonna tell him that I was gonna be doing that on a podcast tonight, and I'm like, no, I don't think I'm gonna tell him that. I'm just gonna walk out of here with my beer. So <laughs> um, I didn't, but I think it's a yeah. So it's a it's signs it's signs it's the right one to do. Um, so Mike, this was your choice. So why don't you lead into it and okay. kick it off? Well, this was my choice due to the fact that it is probably the earliest memory of any sort of rock god image in in my in my life and musical path. And I think it's because of this album that I that I picked up a guitar and wanted to play Jimmy Page wow. and 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 just the performance from that is is probably the the main launching point to to my playing and being obsessed with the the road of guitar. So And you're talking both like recording and movie. Correct. Correct. So yeah. some of my earliest memories were of the movie and because my 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 pops had it on beta and used to watch it when I was a kid and just snippets. I mean, I didn't remember the whole thing, but, you know, you, you remember a lot of the, the onstage parts and then all bits and pieces of all the, the fucking crazy, <laughs> you know, mo- yeah. movie side that had nothing to do with anything, but were mind-blowing and bizarre and you couldn't not watch it even if you had no idea what was going on and yeah it was just odd overall it was a it was a odd mishmash of different things and like dream sequences and yeah you know except for john bonham's part yeah that yeah. was plain He's and like, simple look guys i just want to race around in my fucking hot rod and work in my yeah, shit hang out in the farm much. you can you can film me doing that if you yeah, want hang out in my farm <laughs> Yeah, yeah, just driving the tractor around like with Jason, right? Like it's just, I don't know. It, it's very, it's a very odd movie, but yeah, the on stage parts are captivating, and and the 
the the psychedelic type stuff in the background where where you've got like Jimmy Page when he's climbing up the mountain <clears throat> in his little his little scene climbing up this this mountain and cliff and he gets to the top and he sees a wizard and then the wizard pulls out this sword and there's like he waves the sword around and it's it's like all this rainbow colors and like it it's it's straight up 1976 yeah hold up does that sounded a little bit familiar. Well, it, sorry, it looked a little familiar to yep. me. When was Paranoid released? Pretty close to the same time. Yeah. No, so, no, do you remember it the front? It, it would have been earlier. Right. I'm pretty sure. Well, this was the this album was recorded. The live album part of it was recorded in seventy uh, three, but the. It was never. It wasn't released, and the the movie wasn't released till seventy six. So, okay. And this goes because back the front to that. cover of Paranoid. Oh, sorry, go ahead, Dane. Oh, I'm just like whatever. But the front cover of, sorry, uh, what's the name of that Black Sabbath album that Paranoid is on? Anyway, there's a Black Sabbath yeah. album that was like exactly. I know like exactly that. what you're talking yeah. about. Right. Anyway, I just saw some like similarities there. Yeah, who, Go ahead, Mike. No, no, I was just going to say who ripped off who. That's the question. Who came first with that? But, uh, yeah, and you know what? This goes back to that. Uh, we talked about this in another episode about uh, Robert Plant um, getting in that car accident in yep. uh, Greece. I, uh-huh. I think it was Greece. So, And then having to sing from the, um, the wheelchair and stuff like that during – presence so like you know for this to come out at during that time too right like it was um it was it was kind of odd right like a concert that you you performed three years prior is now coming out on you know what i mean like it feels like a band and three years later into their career could be a completely different band right you know like if you have like the beatles releasing their stuff from like when they were doing i want to hold your hand into their like drug stuff and you're like who is this band like Yep. I want to see the new yeah. Beatles, right? Like, show me the new Beatles. But it was interesting to go back on it. Well, and, and things did change a lot, too, because you look, uh, when Song Remains the Same was recorded, that was when they released Houses of the Holy. Mm-hmm. And then by the time the movie comes out, Presence is out. Yeah, so you're at your peak compared to, like, on your down slope. Right? Exactly. Like, Presence is, yeah. is, the, is the slow decline, right? Yeah. So, um, but yeah. Just the timing of it, it's 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 different. It's weird. It's it's not like other bands, I guess. But so. then you look how long would it how long would it it have taken to make the movie, to shoot those yeah. scenes, <laughs> and you know that that was probably the bulk of the reshoot time, right? The stuff. So yeah, reshoot the stuff that they didn't like. Yeah. In a soundstage or whatever. Yeah. And and a lot of the then, the back footage was from other concerts. The uh, behind the scenes yeah. footage, from from what I understand. Yeah. Yeah, and it was funny because Jimmy Page said too that like you know it would be it would have been easy if we were the same band every night, but but they so they couldn't take like you know footage from like you know Stairway to Heaven on one night one in Madison Square Garden, and then night two it would be a completely different feel, different right tempo, yeah. which I there thought was, was continuity. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. mix it up, right? Well, they they were such a, a loose and improvisational band live anyway so I, I don't see how that could have had any sort of continuity for sure 
I didn't know that until I watched this. Yeah. This was like, I mean, I'm, I remember seeing bits and pieces of it as a kid. And that was mostly the concert part. And with this project, when we all decided to do, um, you know, watch this movie, I kind of skipped through and just went straight to the concert stuff. And a couple of days ago, I think it was one of the first times that I saw like all of the movie. I didn't like, I remember seeing bits and pieces like John Bonham and his race car or whatever, his hot rod. Yep. I'd seen that before, but, and I think I'd seen some stuff like, um, I've definitely seen Robert Plant wearing his fur coat yeah, and, and the sword stuff, but like a bunch of other stuff. I was like, holy fuck. Like the beginning part I'd never seen before. Yeah, the gangster scene. Gangsters. Yeah. With the werewolf yeah. and the, the Nazi with no face and the, what was the other right? one in there? That was nuts. Yeah. Yeah. It made no sense. And like, it was super interesting because I, again, like, the, this concert sort of like shows a different side of Led Zeppelin. It's, it's like, like you said, they're, they're very like, um, you know, they definitely don't sound like what you hear on, on their albums. Mm -hmm. Right. They're loose and they improvise and it's really interesting to see it raw. And it's almost like the weird movie stuff was showing more of their artistic, raw artistic, kind of side and like maybe it's up to you to sort of piece it together and and take away what you want from that weird sort of movie that's spliced in exactly. between the concert exactly yeah that totally yeah, makes I don't sense know. yeah being at one of those concerts is like when somebody says like where where would you go like what would you want to see and it was mm -hmm. like i would want to be at madison square garden in one of those shows yeah. Um, at the at the peak of their of their, you know, of everything, right? Um, it, it would have been unbelievable, you know, like to be able to witness that. But this is one of those albums for me too. It kind of feels like um, almost like, well, Star Wars geeks will understand this, but like, which version do I have? Oh like, yeah, like I've got I've got this on vinyl. I've right. got this on CD, and I've got this on cassette tape. And, and every okay. single version is different. And I don't even know, like, on No Quarter, for instance, like, I don't even know if I have the full version of No Quarter or what, because I know it's been chopped. So I know there's a couple different versions that I have that the whole thing is not on there. But then there's, like, other songs that are taken off on different cuts and different versions. And I'm like, I don't even know what I got, man. I don't know if well, I got which... the George Lucas extended cut. Or... <laughs> well, which release? I just want have? the original. I want the original one. Yeah. That's cause... what I want, right? Well, I've got the original vinyl, and I have the original release of the cassette. And then, yeah. well, that's that's those are the only two copies that I have. Well, no, I have the uh, one of the, the re-releases when they did the CD with the tiny sort of vinyl sleeves. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I, I grabbed that too, but that was yeah. probably I don't know what what did they come out with because they they came out with the the original and then there was two different re releases. I think it was one was two thousand nine and one was two thousand eighteen or something, and those versions yeah, had and... a very different song order and uh, just different songs. Like one of them had the ocean, where the original one didn't, yeah. or yeah. 
it's all over the place and I can't find out. Like I'm assuming the one that I have on vinyl is going to be the original one because I didn't buy like a reissue or anything. Right. So it's got to be it. But it's just funny because, yeah, I just think of when you're watching those Star Wars and you're like, there's an, there's a CG something inserted into the, yeah. you know, awful this scene. You're like, get it out of here. Why why is Han Solo <laughs> stepping on uh, on Jabba the Hutt's tail? Yeah. Right. <laughs> why would you put that in your movie? In the remake? Are you showing your kids four, five, six, and then one, two, three, or are you going one, two, three, four, five, six? All I'm all I'm ever gonna do is four, five, six and rogue. That's it. The rest of them can suck it. <laughs> They gotta they gotta find out on their own. Yep, it's gonna be the original, and it's gonna be the original versions of four, five, and six. I'm not showing them the remakes wow. with all the CG shit. Fucking beta. That. <laughs> At no, George Lucas's house. No, no, no. But I've I've got the I've got the copies when they when they re-released them back in yeah. what was it 2004 or something. They came oh, as a double like disc. A like two thousand one, maybe two thousand one. I don't know. But they when they came Wasn't out, it? they had the the two DVD pack. Yeah. And the second DVD was the original uncut, unedited, still grainy, still awesome. Uh, so, yeah, so I've got those. So they'll be watching those. <laughs> the other ones can suck it. They ain't got no choice. Nothing. This is what they get. They're going to find out later in life. They're going to be like, oh, dad, like, I love one, two, and three. How come you didn't bring it into our lives sooner? Like, I didn't even know it was released, but you never told us. They're going to thank me. <laughs> I know. I'm just saying. Yeah. Uh, anyways, back to Song Remains the Same. But yeah, I just think of that with just so many different versions of this recording, and it feels like Jimmy Page is probably behind like every single one of those. Well, of course, he was. He he's, <laughs> yes. he is yeah. he is Led Zeppelin from the very start of the band. It is him till now. It is him. You know when when he when he did the majority of the arrangements. He's he produced the majority of the albums. He. You know, he had his hand in every step of the way. He's the only one that has. So, you know, it's his baby. I thought John Paul Jones wrote a lot of the well, songs, they, too. They, they, there was writer's credits for some, like No Quarter and... and uh, He just did that shitty organ he did part. The organ. Who, who does that anyway? No, but <laughs> the, the, the John Paul Jones songs are the best, man. They're so the good. best uh, out of all <laughs> Zeppelin songs, like Trampled Underfoot, like... Like you gotta love that. It's just yeah. so good. Like I yep. love the John Paul yeah. Jones songs. Like the No Quarter is so good. Yeah, I dig them. I dig them. But I get you. I get what you're saying. Like Jimmy Page is like the, the fucking boss. He's he's but the like, captain. He steered the ship, man. So yeah, yeah. But I mean, what a talented group. Unreal. I mean, yeah. I always remember like. The first time I heard that, well, I guess like I don't remember the first time I heard Led Zeppelin, but when I was a kid and my parents would play it, I was so blown away by Jimmy Page's voice. That's like one of my first memories of like Robert Plant. Really? Oh, sorry, Robert Plant. Excuse me. It's <laughs> fucking that's IPA, man. I'm not used to it. <laughs> right to the skull. Um, <laughs> right to the mind. Yeah, um, Robert Plant. Jesus Christ. Like, and it's really nice watching this because he still had his voice, yep. right? Um, which I don't know if he really does anymore. I haven't seen any of. Well, uh, the, as 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 he aged, I mean, his range got lower. Um, he yeah. he still has he still has all the skill, but his range is lower. Uh, what was the what was the last live reunion show that they did? What year was that? Two thousand. 
2011 2011 the something at the, like that, the at the O2 and when you when you yeah. listen to this and you listen to that and you watch it everyone had to tune down easily a whole uh, a whole step because he couldn't hit those notes so, could yeah. Hit. so yeah. he wasn't stressing but i mean it, it still was was brilliant yeah and i think sure. like robert Absolutely. plants evolved too i find right? yeah. like there's there's some of his later stuff that it's it's a lot softer and a lot like you said in down down quite a bit than what it was before but mm-hmm. um there's some stuff that like hits pretty hard later on in in his in his catalog too right like yep. depending on which who he's with but like there's some of that stuff like the mighty Re- like the mighty rearrangers stuff yeah. like yeah it's it's decent yeah. man like it's pretty good so but yeah it's just sailing yeah, he, on a ship of foods. Yeah, like, <laughs> he's like almost crooning now, right? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Oh, the Honey Drippers, though. Yeah, Honey Drippers. I mean, yeah. that album is that is summertime for me, anyway. I think because my parents would play it every time we drove, like to our like whatever vacation, we'd have Honey Drippers play. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it reminds me of summer, kicking back. Yeah. <laughs> Do you still listen to that album? You know, I haven't listened to that album in probably <laughs> 30 years. Oh, tomorrow, dude. Tomorrow, throw I it should. on. I should. I should. Yeah. <laughs> Got to do that for sure. <laughs> and uh, go, going back, but, Paranoid was uh, 90, or sorry, uh, 1970. So it did. 1970. It, the, the cover art <laughs> did predate that. But yeah, it's very... It's very psychedelic for that time, very similar to The Wizard on the Hill. Yeah, so. it just reminded me of that Yeah, cover. definitely. You know what? I mean, watching song, songs remain the same, I, I'm like, I, I keep like picturing John Bonham in my head. He just looks like a regular dude with his mustache, just sweating. Yep. They look like very, it, it's, you, you sort of take them down from rock god status yep. And you see them and they're like, like Paige is wearing this like really goofy outfit and they're kind of dancing around it. It, it gives it like this sort of human touch. Right. That's what I really like about it. And the fact that it's like, there's a lot of like, um, you know, it, it doesn't sound like the songs that you've heard on the recordings. Yeah. And there's a lot of like um, interesting sort of variations happening within those songs. And like, it, for me, it was really interesting and it it brought it down to like a relatable level yeah. to me um yeah i don't know if you guys found the same oh, definitely. thing definitely and and it's it's cool that it wasn't perfect uh, and you yeah. look at how many like prior to that there was no not a lot of released uh footage of zeppelin live it's it's next to impossible to to track down so i mean they were very very picky at what they released but yeah, it is. It is nice to to see them putting it out as this is us and this is what we're doing. And you know, it's it's raw and it's it's imperfect and it's just cool. But there are parts that where they're so solid. When you you know you look at uh, the drum solo from Moby Dick, ridiculous. Oh yeah, ridiculous. And it's it's yeah. the just the length of it. I mean, it's like twelve minutes, twelve minutes fifty seconds almost. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> which is which is unreal, or uh, no quarter, or um, oh yeah, yeah. It was no quarter where where Page did his whole uh, violin bow. Mm-hmm. 
sort of guitar solo and that was the 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 first time i'd ever seen anyone like do that and it was it was so, so inspirational iconic. and uh, inspirational iconic yeah. yeah totally yeah or or yeah even yeah. to the fact that the tea party jeff martin would do totally. it right like how many decades later exactly. a couple decades later and then and yeah. messing with the theremin while you're playing other stuff who well you know who else does that the, yeah, the only other exactly. place you hear a theremin is is uh star trek <laughs> I think the Beach Boys fucked around with the theremin. <laughs> Going back to what you said, though, Dane. Um, <laughs> uh, no, I lost it. Oh, who? Uh, Going back to the movie part portion of it, though, too, right? Like, you think about like nobody's doing this anymore, right? Like, you think about a band coming out with a feature length movie of concert footage and like weird things of them around the farm and like stuff like that. Yeah. And you think of them releasing that into the movie theater and you'd be like, oh, like who can do this? Like, even like you think of like you two doing like a big, huge, gigantic band, <laughs> you'd be like, what are they, what is this? Right. Well, but like back in the yeah. day, you think about like stones, Beatles, Pink Floyd, all these bands are making these kind of movies, right? Like these just yeah. tripped out movies of, and and they're all like getting released in the movie theater. Everybody's going. The general population is going to watch these things, right? Like, yeah, it's well, it was it's a different time a different... too. You did, they, they didn't have any other yeah. options. It's not like you could rent it. Yeah, you couldn't rent it. You couldn't get it on DVD. You couldn't. You know, it's it's like any movie. It's it's released in the theater, and then if you didn't see it in the theater, you never get to see it again. You know, <laughs> yeah, before so right. beta and VHS, that's what it was. Yeah, and you know, the, the people weren't force-fed, um, let's say, bite-sized pieces of of popular media back yeah. then. I think there was like there was room, or you know, maybe for lack of a better way of describing it, like the, this stuff was sort of uncharted territory. Like everyone is tuning in and dropping out and and experimenting with shit. So you didn't have to have like something that would translate in three different languages in fucking five different countries and sell a trillion dollars, yep. right? It wasn't about that. Yeah. It was, let's get two directors and probably do a pile of drugs and see what we come up yeah. with. And they didn't have to and, make the money off of the movie because they were making trillions of dollars off of album sales. Yeah. yeah, and that's why this to me is like more art than it was like a promotional, okay, we need to get a live fucking video out so people know who we are alive. It wasn't about that. Yeah. It was, or, or I don't know, as far as my take from totally. it, my takeaway from it was like, this is, you know, whatever, however, whatever conjures up in my brain is, is, you know, I think good enough. That's what they wanted. They wanted me to sort of come up with my own version, yeah. my own interpretation. Yeah, yeah no, uh, it, it was good to go back to that movie. I haven't seen that in a while. And I kind of forgot. I've seen that gangster scene, like probably, 40 times yeah because uh, it's right at the beginning <laughs> yeah that was it I, that was the first time i ever seen it. it's like well, the first hard. 12 that's minutes of the of the thing has nothing to do with led zeppelin <laughs> yeah yeah and don't feel bad dana i went through like a led zeppelin phase and it was just like i had to consume everything that was out there and that yeah. was one of the things so it was like right you know and then uh, eventually over the years i'd see it like you know only the beginning you only catch the beginning and then you'd knock out or you'd you know go somewhere right so yeah. But yeah, yeah. But it was good to go back to it, but yeah. And and what's your like this is this your favorite Zeppelin album Mike or is this just the one that kind of got you into everything? 
this is this is the one that launched me into everything. So this is uh, will forever be everything for me. And in every version, uh, I mean, uh, on cassette, when, when I first got it on cassette, that's all I listened to. And it was just this over and over and over and over. Flip, 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 you know, <laughs> everywhere. That's all I listened to for, for you know, as, as long as I can remember. I mean, for for the first, for well, all of grade 10. So what would that be? 95, 94? Something like that. It was it was song remains the same, and it was <clears throat> back in black and appetite for destruction. Those are the only three albums I listened to for that whole year. And those are three good selections. Totally. Yeah, that's all I listened to. <laughs> you had some good taste back yeah. then. Yeah, and I mean that's all I listened to. And and this you know song remains remains the same was on heavy rotation for that time. Yeah. You know, and when when I picked up a guitar at what age thirteen. 12 ish, 13. It's, it's, you know, my world at that time. So, did you want to be like Paige, or was this just like the catalyst for you to dive into all things fucking rock, prog rock? Paige, whatever. Paige was it for me. I mean, when, when I first started, yeah. it was, it was Paige just because it went back to the launching point of everything. And then, uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan. And yeah. then, you know, it uh, Van Halen was always a thing just because it was always on much music or MTV and and you couldn't not see Hot for Teacher. You couldn't not see Panama. Right now, I, come yeah. on, <laughs> get together. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it Gotta was all that. And props. then, you know, when you, you progress in, in that time, it becomes Alice in Chains and Nirvana and, and all, the, yeah. all the that stuff. But I mean, this this was the the main launching point and to still to this day i still have the same um attachment and and feelings towards the album as i did the first time i heard it so nice yeah well that's a cool yeah that's an awesome selection then man that's a good backstory to it yeah yeah uh, for yeah, sure yeah, i like that nice cool 